Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 3rd. First of all, I have to wish my husband a very happy birthday. It's his birthday today and he is the most fantastic person that I know. So happy birthday to him. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me blog, and next week we're going to be studying John chapters 14 through 17, so we get just this high concentration dose of John next week, and I'm so excited for that. You guys know how I feel about the book of John. So speaking of that, let's continue in John chapter 13. We talked a little bit yesterday about the washing of the feet It's interesting that John, when he talks about the Last Supper, doesn't make any reference to the sacrament, but just shows us this service and love of the Savior. Whereas the other Gospels don't show us the washing of the feet, they just teach us about the sacrament. That teaches us something about the book of John, and what his focus was is he tried to help us come to know the Savior more. Yesterday, I asked you to consider the most Christ-like person that you know. And then I asked you, what are the qualities or characteristics that make that person so Christ-like? My guess is that person embodies service and love. And here in John chapter 13, we truly see that those are attributes that John teaches us about the Savior. Yesterday, as we talked about the washing of the feet, we compared it to the Savior washing us from the dirt and sin of the world, how he cleanses us from this worldly experience, and how desperately we need that cleansing process. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about that act and what it meant and what it teaches us about how we should look out for and serve other people. So to start off, I think it's important to point out, and I'm not going to get into too much detail here, but I think it's important to point out that oftentimes when we think of the Last Supper, we think of the ordinance of the sacrament that the Savior instituted. And of course, that is so important. That's an ordinance that each of us partake of every single week, or that we've been asked to partake of every single week. But sometimes we overlook that the Savior instituted a second ordinance here in the Last Supper. And that is the ordinance of the washing of feet. That ordinance was restored in the latter days through the prophet Joseph Smith in the school of the prophets. And it's an ordinance that continues today. Again, I am not going to talk much about it because it is an incredibly, incredibly sacred ordinance, often called the second anointing. But I do want to read a quote by Bruce R. McConkie that shows us that the restoration of this ordinance was an important part of the restoration of the gospel. In the book Doctrinal New Testament Commentary, it says, Washing of feet is an important gospel ordinance. It is a holy and sacred rite, one performed by the saints in the seclusion of their temple sanctuaries. It is not done before the world or for worldly people. For this day and dispensation, Jesus instituted it in the upper room at the time of the Last Supper. As part of the restoration of all things, the ordinance of washing of feet has been restored in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Now again, this is an extremely sacred ordinance and one that we don't know a lot about. I once heard it said, and I don't have a specific quote here, I can't remember, but I once heard it said by an apostle that those who don't know about this ordinance say a lot, and those who know about it say very little. And so I don't want to say a lot about it, but it is important to recognize that this was a second ordinance, not just a service, although it was a service. It wasn't just a service that the Savior did. He was instituting an ordinance that would need to be restored in the latter days. So let's continue to look at this ordinance, but look at it more as a service. 
When Jesus gets to Peter to wash his feet, Peter says, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Now, what I love about this is just, we really see Peter's personality again. He just kind of seems to be the brazen disciple, right? He kind of just says what's on his mind. Like, Lord, invite me to walk on the water with you, or Lord, you can't wash my feet, right? But what's interesting here is how often do we act like Peter when someone tries to offer us service? When someone says, what can I do for you? How can I help? Or when someone even is more forward than that and just starts to do service for us, how often are we tempted to turn them down and say, no, 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 don't do this for me. I feel like that's a natural man response to say, no, don't do this for me. Perhaps it's slightly a little bit of pride or perhaps it's embarrassment. But for some reason, we don't like to accept service as much as we like to offer it. But what I love here is that the Savior says, I need to do this. If you don't let me do this, you can have no part with me. And then Peter being as brazen and almost funny as always, he says, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Like, if this is what I need to be with you again, then don't just be content with washing my feet. Wash all of me so that I can guarantee my place with you again. I absolutely love that moment between the two of them. And then the Savior goes on to teach about the importance that the disciples serve and bless and lift one another. He says, If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. And so we see this example in the Savior of servant leadership, that when we are placed in a position to lead, do we sit on a pedestal and command those beneath us to do things for us? Or are we like the Savior and like King Benjamin? And do we get down and lead by serving. I love the Savior's example here of service and love. And then he goes on and he says just the most beautiful thing. He says, if ye know these things, meaning if you know how important it is to serve and bless and lift those around you, happy are ye if ye do them. My friends, how true is that? Have you ever left a service project sad? I don't think I have. I've gone into service projects sad. I remember one time as a youth, we were cleaning the back area behind our church. We were picking up litter and I did not want to go to that activity. I was like begging my parents not to go because I thought it sounded stupid. <laughs> I was in such a bad mood going to that activity. But when I left, I remember leaving so happy. And it's interesting that that was such a profound experience that I still remember it all these years later. But it really taught me that service is something that we can do to help find more joy and greater purpose in our lives. And that if we are willing to serve and if we're willing to try, then we can feel the joy that comes from service in our lives. Here the Savior teaches, if we know that we are to bless and serve and lift those around us, then we will find joy in doing that in our lives. So continuing on in this chapter, the Savior teaches us about the truest attribute of discipleship. In verse 34 of John 13, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. 
By this, meaning the love that you're willing to show other people, shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. My friends, the love that we show is the truest sign of our discipleship to Jesus Christ. Elder Fayle once said, Pure love is the true sign of every true disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what the Savior is teaching us here, that people can understand the depths of our discipleship as they see the extent of our love for God's children. President Monson said it this way, May we begin now, this very day, to express love to all of God's children, whether they be our family members, our friends, mere acquaintances, or total strangers. As we arise each morning, let us determine to respond with love and kindness to whatever might come our way. My friends, when it comes to the Savior's commandments, the only commandment that he has ever given us in terms of other people is to love them. It's not our place to decide if they are worthy of our love or deserving of our love. The commandment from the Savior for his disciples is to love purely. And if we love purely, that leaves no room for judgment, gossip, backbiting, hurtful sarcasm, or anything else that would drive a wedge between us and God's children. Let our love be the sign of our discipleship of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 